Hey, this is Cooper Smith. I'm one of the student worship pastors at Eastview, and I'm honored to welcome you to our Eastview Students High School podcast. We hope this is encouraging, inspiring, and helpful for you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy the message. All right, good morning, everyone. Happy 2021. You guys have a good Christmas? Okay, okay, decent Christmas may have looked a little different for you guys, that's okay. Um, I want to preface this first by saying this morning's going to look a little different in, in terms of how the sermon goes, okay? This is going to be a two-part sermon this morning, so I'm going to preach for about 10 minutes, then I'm going to leave for a little bit, then come back up, finish it, okay? Just so you guys know, I'm not going to get done 10 minutes and go, wow, <laughs> short sermon today, okay? That's not what's happening, um, but I want to tell you guys about the summer after my senior year of high school. So what my family typically does is, is for those of us that have graduated high school, we do like a, a trip together. And we decided after my senior year of high school, my family was going to take a trip out west. And we were going to go, we were going to go up and we were going to go to like South Dakota and see Mount Rushmore and the Black Hills. And then we we're going to drive over out west to see Yellowstone National Park. Now, has anyone ever been to Yellowstone before? Okay. Just a few of us. All right. Well, my family, just to let you guys know, my family are huge animal people. Like, we're huge into wildlife, animals. We love our dog. We even have a bunny. We've had many fish, hamsters, you name it. Okay? We love animals. And so this was like the ideal vacation for our family was to go out to Yellowstone and kind of see the wildlife out there. So we're super excited. We're thinking about, oh man, what animals are we going to see? What are the, what's, what are the kind of things that we're going to see out there? And we, we get close to the park, and on the side of the road, not too far off, we see our first bison. We see this bison, and our family freaks out. Like we're screaming, oh my goodness, it's a bison, right? And so we pull over off on the side of the road, and we all get out of the car, and we're looking at this bison that's a pretty good distance away, but hey, it's the first one we see. And we all are grabbing our phones out, and we're taking pictures. We're taking pictures, and we're just staying, and we're just watching this bison. And he's just laying on the ground. He's doing nothing. But we are mesmerized by this bison. And we are probably sitting out there for a good 30 to 40 minutes. We haven't even made it to the park yet. And we're standing out there looking at this bison. And so my dad's like, okay, I think it's probably time to leave. Like, we, we have more to see. And, and so we get into the park and we get, we, we get like right in there. We drive around for a little bit. And all of a sudden we come upon this field. And what do we see? Thousands and thousands of bison. Thousands and thousands of bison. And we're thinking to ourselves, we just spent 40 minutes staring at this one bison that wasn't even that close. And all of a sudden we turned the corner in this park and what we had missed out on was these thousands and thousands of bison. And there's something that happened with that situation. Because when we saw that first one, we were enthralled by it. We were amazed by it. We had to stop and take pictures of it. But what we didn't know is that as we entered the park, we had such a limited scope of what this idea was. We were so mesmerized by this one bison, but lurking around the corner was thousands and thousands of bison all around. This is the most incredible, incredible sight. And we were sitting outside this park with this one bison, not knowing what's just around the corner. And I think in a lot of ways, this describes our understanding of the idea of worship. We have this limited understanding 
We think we kind of know what worship is. We have an idea of what it is, but we limit how amazing worship is. If I were to ask you what, what worship is, what is worship, what would you guys say? How would you describe it? I'm assuming you'd say it's, it's kind of what we just did, right? We sing songs, stuff like that, what we do on Sundays. And the thing is, why do I think we have such a limited view of worship? It's because we, we, we keep it outside the park, just like our family, we saw this bison outside the park and we only saw this one thing. In a lot of ways, we keep worship outside the park. We don't fully understand the grand scope of it because we only let worship stay on Sunday. Worship is meant to be an everyday thing. This is one of the reasons why in student ministries, in high school, in junior high, we had this idea. You see it on our signs, right? It says every day. That following after Jesus is meant to be an everyday thing, but so many times I think we as Christ followers, we keep worship on Sunday. That worship is only meant to be here for an hour, we worship, we go home, that's it. And what happens is we limit the scope and the understanding and the beauty of what worship is. And this morning, we're going to get into Exodus. We're going to be in Exodus 19. If you guys have, if you guys have your Bibles, we're starting this series called Everyday Worship. And what we're going to be doing for the next five weeks is we're going to be going through different ways that we worship God. And our hope is, is that after these five weeks, our scope is no longer limited on just one idea of what worship is, but that worship is so much more than just singing songs on a Sunday. Worship is so much more than just coming to church for an hour, but that worship is something that can absolutely change us. Now... For this first week, we're going to look at one element of what worship is, and that is the Word. The Word. The first week we're going to be going through is the Word. Now, when I say the Word, some of you are probably thinking this. This is what the Word is. This that we bring to church, we read our Bibles, right? But again, what if I said that it's so much more than just this book? That the Word of God is something incredible because sometimes we have this limited view of what the Word of God is. We see this as a list of do's and don'ts. Do this, don't do this. Or we see the Bible as, oh, these were cool stories that happened a long time ago. Or this is just something that God tells us I have to read every day. What if God communicates in Scripture that His Word is not often what we limit it to? but that it is so much more. It's so much more than just a bison outside of the park that we have to get into this to understand what it really is. So, Exodus chapter 19, we have this incredible story that I want to read to you guys this morning. I want to start in verse 9. It says, starting in verse 9, Then the Lord said to Moses, I will come to you in a thick cloud, Moses, so the people themselves can hear me when I speak with you. Then they will always trust you. Okay, now I want you to skip over to verse 16. After that, God tells Moses, he's like, I'm going to have some rules for the people of God. That I'm going to come to this mountain, and what I need the people of God to do is to stay away from any sort of sin. To clean yourselves, because I'm coming. Because I'm coming, and, and God constantly can never be associated with sin, right? He is perfect, he is good, he is righteous, so he tells Moses, prepare the people of God, because I'm coming to speak to you, but I need you guys to get right first. And then we have this moment, verse 16. 
On the morning of the third day, thunder roared and lightning flashed, and a dense cloud came down on the mountain. There was a long, loud blast from a ram's horn, and all the people trembled. Moses led them out from the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain, and all of Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord had descended on it in the form of fire. The smoke billowed into the sky like smoke from a brick kiln, and the whole mountain shook violently. And as the blast of the ram's horn grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God thundered his reply. The Lord came down on the top of Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain, and so Moses climbed the mountain. Then the Lord told Moses, go back down and warn the people not to break through the boundaries to see the Lord, or they will die. Even the priests who regularly come near the Lord must purify themselves so that the Lord does not break out and destroy them. But Lord, Moses protested, the people cannot come up to Mount Sinai. You already warned us. You told me, mark off the boundary all around the mountain to set it apart as holy. But the Lord said, go down and bring Aaron back up with you. And in the meantime, do not let the priests or the people break through to approach the Lord, or he he will break out and destroy them. And so Moses went down to the people, and he told them what the Lord said. Can you guys imagine this moment for a second? That you see, imagine you're the Israelite people, you're at the base of this mountain, you hear that God is coming, and all of a sudden you look up, and this billowing smoke of cloud just forms on the mountain, and this huge thing, and you hear this thunder. I mean, can you imagine this incredible scene that the people of God are having here? That God is actually there. I know for a lot of us, sometimes we wish, I wish I could see God, or I wish I could feel God, or I wish I could hear God, right? You wish you could have those things. The Israelite people are literally seeing God come down on the mountain to have this incredible conversation with Moses. And this word that God gives to Moses is the word that's eventually going to be what we call the law. The law that Moses, that God is going to give Moses the law. This is going to be the thing and how the people relate to God and how they're supposed to live. But here's the thing. God's word is so much more than this limited scope of seeing words on a page. That this is the actual spoken word of God. And I just want to make a quick note here. There's two forms in how God speaks in this passage. The first one is God actually speaking. We see this in the thunderous reply, right? That God is actually speaking to God's people. But then there's another form in where God tells Moses, hey, come up to the mountain. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. And then you go back down. So God either speaks directly to the people of God or he speaks through Moses. And in a lot of ways, this is how the Bible works. Sometimes in the passage, sometimes in scripture, we see actual words from God. But other times, it's the people of God that God is speaking through. So Moses is writing, but really it's God's word. And here's the thing. I think a lot of times we read the Bible and we assume this was written for the people of God. Or this was written for those people during this time. This was spoken to them. And we don't fully understand that the Bible was given to not just the people of God, but to all of us. If God is sovereign, if he knows all things, then he knew that this same word that he was speaking to the people of Israel in this passage was thousands of years later going to be spoken to you guys here this morning. How crazy is that? That that same word that God spoke, God, knew, God wasn't saying, oh man, I hope they write that down. <laughs> that was really good. 
No, God knew that this was going to be the thing that was going to be spoken and read for generations and generations. The reason why the word is so important for us and why it is an act of worship, why it needs to be in our everyday life, is because it establishes our relationship with God. That the word is meant for us to have a relationship. God did not mean for the word for scripture to be some chore. God, God did not mean for you to be like, ah, I've got to read my Bible today. Like, i got to make sure I'm in my Bible. God tells me I have to read my Bible every day. got to check this off the list. That was not the purpose of God's word. The purpose of God's word was to give you this so that you could have a relationship with him. And in the same way that God gave the law to the people of Israel, today, God gives us scripture to relate to him. So here's my question for you guys. Are you in here this morning And does your relationship with God feel broken? Does it feel far away? Or do you come in here and you want to know, how do I follow God? I've just become a Christian or I'm just learning these things, but I don't know exactly what it means to be a Christian to follow God. Or maybe you're in here and you want to know more about who God is and how you can believe in him. Because some of you in here might be a little skeptical. And you're like, I don't know if I believe in this whole God thing. How do I know I can believe this? How do I know this can be true? Here's the thing. Make reading his word a part of your worship. This should be an everyday part of your worship. If God made this so that we can have a relationship with him, then this needs to be a part of our everyday. Guys, here's the thing. You might feel far away from God if the only time you're hearing from this, you're reading from this, is here on Sunday. God meant, if God means for this to be a relationship, That means an everyday thing. It's hard to be friends with someone if you only see them once a week, right? A real friendship happens when you're with them all the time. You're spending time with them all the time. Here's the thing. We can look at the Bible and we can see it as words on a page. We can see it as do's and don'ts. We can see it as rules. We can see it as fun stories. But if it's only that, then you're probably a lot like my family seeing that bison and you're stuck outside the park. And you're looking at this one thing, and it's kind of cool, but you're missing the grand scope of what Scripture can really do. Here's my challenge for you guys, and then I'm going to leave for a little bit and come back. But I would challenge us as high school students, what would it look like for us to be in our Bibles every day this year? What would it do to our faith? What would it do to us as Christ followers? What would it do to our witness to our friends? If we can be in our Bibles every year, I really think we might be able to know more about God. We might be able to heal some of the broken things about our relationship with him. We might be able to know him better, to know how to follow him, to have a stronger faith. That's my encouragement. That's what we're going to be getting at today. Now, what does that look like? We're going to get to that in just a little bit. Okay? I want to go back to the story I shared in the very beginning. So, My family, we spent a couple days out at Yellowstone. We were seeing all sorts of wildlife. I mean, crazy how much wildlife is out in Yellowstone. We saw elk, deer. Um, I I remember, I think we counted 22 bears we saw out there. Seven of those were grizzlies, which, you know, are pretty rare to see out there. But we saw all these things. We saw coyotes. We saw wolves. And yes, we saw... So many bison. I, I don't, do you guys know this? The bison are like the most common animal in the world. And, and, I, and I'm just like, I cannot believe we stood out there and took pictures of this one bison knowing full well that everywhere you look in Yellowstone, there are bison. 
like everywhere. It got to the point so much that we see an animal on the distance and we're like shouting, oh, what's that, what's that? Oh, it's just a bison, right? And we got to, we got to that point, it's like whenever there was a bison, we maybe saw a couple people pulled over where we just moved on to the next thing. But it was interesting because as we were leaving the park, we get outside of the park and all of a sudden we see on the side of the road, there's this van parked on the side of the road and there's this family taking pictures of this bison just out, the, out in the distance. And we have this moment of like deja vu. It's like, that was literally us like a few days ago. And so badly, I just wanted to stop and go over to this family saying, hey guys, plenty in the park. Just keep going. You'll get there. You'll get there. But then I stopped and I thought, and it hit me, I miss that feeling. I remember that feeling how excited we were by seeing this first sight of this bison and stopping and getting all freaked out and getting so excited and taking all of those pictures. And it was only a couple days until we just thought of these as just another bison. And that's what I think sometimes happens with the word and with worship is we lose the wonder of it. Then initially, it's amazing, right? When we, you, you can maybe think about when you first came to believe in Jesus and you understood Jesus, whether that was when you were younger or maybe you've, you're in high school now and you've accepted this and there was this wonder that came with knowing Jesus and reading scripture and worshiping God in this incredible moment. But now it's gotten to the point where it's kind of lost the wonder. And maybe for some of us, it's kind of just going through the motions. I think... We need to understand that God gave us his word, the very thing he spoke, whether it was actually him or it was someone else that he was speaking through. But here's the thing, for some of you, you guys have been hearing these stories, you've been reading the Bible for a long time. Like ever since, you know, when it was called Kids View or Eastview Kids or whatever you want to call it now. And now it's still something that you're reading, but you may have lost the wonder to it. For some of you, you, you hear, you've been hearing from the Bible on Sundays for a while now but you've lost the wonder of it. And then for some of us, maybe a little newer, we don't quite fully know everything there is to know about the Bible. But we risk the thing where we lose the wonder because if this is the word of God, if this is the thing that God speaks to us, if this is the thing that changes us, then why is it that we so often just treat it as some sort of chore or something else we need to do or checking it off the list? Guys, this thing is powerful. And God gave us his word so that we might know him, that we might experience his love in a very tangible way. And oftentimes we struggle with, man, I'm not able to feel God, or I don't hear God, or I don't feel close to God, or I have a really weak faith. Here's the thing. Reading the word is one of the best ways you can do that. To understand who God is to heal the brokenness. And it's so cool to think about how God knew this word would last for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. It would not just stay in Exodus, but that his word would be read here in 2021 at Eastview in our high school ministry. The word of God is here. And the same word that changed the lives of the people here in this story can change us today. So practically, how can we start? What is 2021 going to look like us to where we can worship by reading the word every day? Here's the thing. Some of you guys in here, you're already reading your Bible every day. And let me tell you, that is awesome. That is awesome. That's a struggle for a lot of people. 
to read and to worship God in that way every day. Here's my challenge for you guys that have been diligent in reading your Bible. Treat it as an act of worship. Because this isn't something that you just do. It isn't a list of do's and don'ts. It isn't something you check off the list. This is the living, breathing word of God that actually changes you, that God gave you so that you can have a relationship with him. So here's my challenge for those of you that are in your Bible every day. Pray before you read. Before you open up your Bible, say a little prayer. And say, God, what do you want to say to me in this? Speak to me in a fresh way. Because I think so many times we, we treat this, yes, as something to check off the list, but if we approach it in a way to say, God, I'm ready to hear from you, what do you have to say to me? I think God can do some incredible way, things and speak to you in a very specific way. Now, for those of you that aren't great at reading this every day, and here, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I struggle with reading my Bible every day. I think you guys need to hear that, that your pastor struggles with reading his Bible every day. All right, and for a lot of you in here, I think that's a struggle too. And so here is what my challenge is for 2021, and I'm going to do this too. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I talked about this last week in my sermon, but this was something that Luke communicated often. Here's what it is. Ten minutes in a chair with your Bible every day. Ten minutes in a chair with your Bible every day. Here's the thing. I've got, my, I've got my chair. I've got my room at my house. There's this green recliner. That is going to be my chair. And I'm going to treat that as my holy space, that this is where I'm going to go every morning to meet with God and to spend time with him. That's what my challenge is for you guys for 2021. Okay? What is your holy space? I want you to find that, and I want you to be in your Bible 10 minutes. 10 minutes every day. Now, some of you may be wondering, where in the world do I start? I don't, I've never even done this before. Where do I start? All right, let's start in the Gospels. Let's try that for now, because this is, that's the story of Jesus and the relationship that Jesus created by coming to earth. Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. All right, that's what the challenge is for you guys this year. Here's what I want to read to you, because there's this other cool story in Exodus about God's word. If you have your Bibles, Exodus chapter 4. I want to end by reading this because this gives us a response in what happens when we actually spend time reading the word, when we actually get to hear from God. There's a response that comes every time, and we see this here in this passage. Exodus chapter 4, go down to verse 29. And here's the response from the people of God when they hear the word. Verse 29, it says, Then Moses and Aaron returned to Egypt and called all the elders of Israel together. And Aaron told them everything the Lord had told Moses. And Moses performed the miraculous signs as they watched. And then the people of Israel were convinced that the Lord had sent Moses and Aaron. But here's the thing. Here's the important one. When they heard that the Lord was concerned about them, and when they had heard that he had seen their misery, they bowed down and worshipped. Guys, here's the response. When you read the word of God, when you understand God, that God actually sees you and cares for you and actually wants to have a relationship with you, the response is to bow down and worship. The people of God in this story, hear, they hear for the first time that God actually knows what they're going through. God actually sees what their struggles are. And that he's going to do something about that. And once they hear this word from God that he's going to rescue them, 
they're going to bow down and worship. And that's what our response has to be to the word. Guys, when you spend time every day in your Bible this year, I promise you, you're going to want to worship God like you never have before. Because you learn about how much God has done for you, how much he cares for you, how much he wants to have a relationship with you. Here's the truth. There's no better way to know God than by reading about him. That's the truth. If you want to know God, if you want to know about how much he loves you, let's read about him this year, and let's practice that worship this year. Let me pray for you guys. God, first of all, I just want to thank you that that you do not stay distant, but that you came to us by sending your son Jesus, and Jesus brought a word with him. That you've given us a way to know you, to be close to you, to understand who you are, your nature, but God, to also understand what you've done for us. And so God, I pray for our students right now that they would find practices this year to spend time in their Bible every day. God, would you help them to, rem- to remember when they forget? Would you help them to do it when they don't want to? And God, would you help them that when they do open up their Bibles, God, would you speak to our students this year? Would you give them a word? And God, most importantly, we praise you and we worship you for the fact that you have given us a living word in Jesus. Help us to follow him better this year. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the message, we'd love it if you would join us on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. for our Eastview Students High School service. We also want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast and share it to your social media accounts. To stay up to date, check us out on Instagram at EastviewHSM and check out our Eastview Students YouTube channel. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.